Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. This week we are speaking with some of our favorite truth warriors, Monica Perez and Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Report. How are you guys? Great. Fantastic. How about you guys? And we're great. Excellent. Thank, thank you for you guys being so here. So much for coming on. Yeah. So Thanks excited. Thank you so much for having us. I'm very excited. Hey, you guys don't even know. Like I've been like like I remember the drive time news when Propaganda Report transitioned over drive time yeah. news blast and it's like every day oh, dude wow you just get you just get your down like every day like a quick little boom 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 like okay i see what's going on your guys perspective is always just so unique and i love the, your perspective on everything and it just makes me think and i just i don't know and i can't I, I always tell people about it and you guys listening if you have not checked out propaganda report drive time news blast like it's just absolute like what are you even doing here i don't know i don't even know so <laughs> yeah. thank you we only yeah. did it because yeah. we need we were looking for that we had I had my show and Binkley was with me mm -hmm. on Saturdays on WSB, but I would try to do my research and I couldn't find any news that seemed legit mm -hmm. anywhere on YouTube, nothing. Occasionally I would find someone that seemed really great and then in the last minute it would be, and everything's gonna blow up by gold. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, yeah. I I can't <laughs> do that. And now I guess it's everything's gonna blow up by Bitcoin. All right. And so good. we just it it would there was a need and boy, it's a lot of work and mm -hmm. you really have to stay upbeat because reading the news every day <laughs> is it's it like I feel like I'm in clockwork orange. Like they oh, might as God. well like glue my eyeballs open to make me watch it, but <laughs> oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Attitude. Well, the other thing too that I, I got to commend you for is you're always coining these awesome terms. Like the first time I ever heard coincidence theorist was yes. that's a Monica Perezism right nice. there, and we use that a lot too. So I got to give you credit for that. But I figured like, what could we call? It's not news. I mean, it's absolutely not news. I mean, it is propaganda, but we got to come up with a great name for it because because okay. mainstream media news, all that stuff, it's 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 played out. I might have one. I used to have a glossary, and then when WordPress took me down, it got all messed up. There was a lot of formatting. It got all messed up, but I just brought it back. I'm going to work on it. I'll read through it. I might have a name like that, yeah. but if I don't, I will I will figure something out, and okay. I will find a way to give you a hat tip. Okay, so. okay. There you go. There you go. It'll come out extemporaneously, hopefully, in this episode. We'll see. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, shoot, guys. Um, you know, we've been we've been hanging out on the Union of the Unwanted. You know, it's a real honor and a pleasure to have you on here. Um, you know, anybody who does listen to your broadcast knows uh, you guys love, you know, you, you look at the propaganda behind. It. OK, what's the meaning? What's the message? And an instrumental part of constructing the propaganda is the idea of the dialectic. I hear you talk about it all the time. So where are we with that? <laughs> Broad question, I know, but. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's two ways of looking at it. It's the old problem, reaction, solution thing. But then there's the kind of classic one, which they call it the Hegelian dialectic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it's Hegel, but where it's thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So the problem, reaction, solution doesn't necessarily have to be a synthesis. But like I always thought the 20th century dialectic was capitalism and then like communism and mm. fascism and then everybody's social democrats after that everybody has social democracy after that and then i thought what is the 21st and i the only big big conflict i saw the only one was the conflict between the west which they call judeo-christianity but it's really secular humanism mm. and islam which seems to be like the purest kind of formal people still do it 
mm. huge religion and and they don't like interest on loans apparently or mm. supposedly that's in the thing so that's not good so i thought maybe mm. maybe what might be coming is you take the that's the thesis and the antithesis and when you come to the synthesis it would be like a a uh, merger of church and state but secular so you'd have like moral rules and I'm not saying this is that, but you can see with like my kids, they think standing too close to somebody online is like really bad manners to the point where it's it's almost like a sin or to not wear a mask mm. is kind of like your it's it doesn't have to be illegal, it's immoral because you're hurting mm -hmm. other people or you're hurting yourself. And I just I don't know if that's in the offing where where we're gonna have these like like moral rules in it but those are the kind of things but then of course we all see the little dialectics emerging mm. every day where you have tension here tension there and then you know an agenda is coming yeah absolutely so so you're talking about the synthesis and everything and what i'm getting picturing in my head is is astana kazakhstan and the 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 pyramid there what is mm. it the, the of peace and truth and they have all of the religions together coming together in this one pyramid where everybody comes it, it's just like it's for me it's the model of the new world order right like it just it's all fits perfectly together that's like the tower of babel kind of thing Ooh, where everything comes like together Ki kind of you know uh, if you haven't checked it out i would seriously I check it out I don't kazakhstan know it. i think is just a, a huge kind of a red herring anyways that it's like you know they did borat and it's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's like the middle of nowhere but then they've oh, redone that where borat was yeah yeah. 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 yeah yeah so they make it they depicted like this you know totally ass backwards just primitive country when in fact it's like this very advanced. Well, this, the, 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 um, that, that one the city. capital city, yeah. they've just redone it. And it's, I, I swear to God, it's the new world order. Like, this is oh. what we're looking at. It's Oh, okay. Because I, I have seen, I have this thing that they want the entire world to look like an international airline terminal. Sure. Like, everything mm. is like white <laughs> yeah. gloss and chrome and blue neon Certainly. lights. And if you watch, I have a screensaver that is like, drone footage i didn't do it it's on my tv but it's like drone footage over every city and when it hits like abu dhabi or something it looks like a like my son has a lego of that really tall thing like it looks yeah. fake yeah and totally. that seems like what the future holds yeah. sterile nicheless so you can't surveil people but i'll have to check that out i haven't noticed yeah certainly certainly yes, sasha cohen is all all about promoting getting people off of social media because of speech. He doesn't want people saying things on social media. He blames. So he says, if Trump would kicked off a long time ago, then all these people wouldn't have died and they murdered people. And yeah. so he's all in on the new world, new world order. Totally. He also played that role of the spy whose name was also Cohen in the Netflix series, which I think it might even be called spy or something like that. But it's just interesting. His thing is that he, camouflages himself as other people and he sets people up in situations to to get them to say things that condemn them and would get them kicked off of social media and then he on the other end of it he's calling for people to be removed from social media he's like a fish bait for like cancel culture right yeah yeah there you go that's great <laughs> oh man um have you guys heard of neom have you heard of that at all? So our friend, one of our favorite listeners, Robert, uh, he's been talking a lot about this. Neom 2030, so in Saudi Arabia, it's the new uh, smart city for the future. Like it's, um, uh, yeah, it's just a major, massive smart. It's just, if you read the description of it, it's like literally Agenda 2030, like all wrapped into one. It's kind of freaky. And this so, is in Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia. It's a, it's a planned, uh, yes, planned smart city. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incorporated smart city technologies and, and a tourist destination. Anyway, it's like it's some like, of these uh, places, I think, are like petri dishes or where they yeah. don't have all of the the rules like in Russia in the 60s. And during that time there, if you go deep enough into the Cold War, it, you know, you can see elements of it being kind of a setup. So that's like, wasn't just cold warriors, whatever. And in some of the stuff they did over there, and I think for surveillance, they do it in China. I think some tech in Israel and maybe this whole social thing in Saudi Arabia, but in Russia, mm -hmm. they would do all these human psychological experiments. Mm. And I, I think theoretically you should, you should kind of boycott all the fruit of the poisonous tree. We shouldn't exploit that psychological data, but I'm certain, I mean, look at what we did with artichoke and stuff, taking the Nazis yeah. and their scientists mm -hmm. and incorporating them. I mean, that's just wrong, but sometimes I feel like our satellites are the Petri dishes for these little things and, and Saudi Arabia, I mean, why England or whoever let them get so rich, or I guess the, the, royal family must just be figureheads or something because there was absolutely no reason for them to let them just get so insanely rich and i guess this is how they pay the bill exactly yeah this this says here a city that knows your every move saudi arabia's <laughs> new smart city might yep. be a glimpse to the future they're building this city in the desert where it knows its residents better than they know themselves <laughs> lovely <Wow>. lovely gosh <laughs> it sounds like google isn't need, that right? why the nsa created google was yeah. for, so they could know you better than you knew yourself well, they're or, doing a pretty good job right or just even think about google as a whole it's like they can they have all the data on every single person like google search trends and they can look for different uh you know ways that people interact or, or or things that they're looking for what's on the the consciousness of the human race and literally they can look at the yep. human race as like a single organism just oh, like yes. like you know with all the smart devices they can get all your you know biometric data and like it's literally just like it's like god like literally it's like god like looking down because it knows everything yep. all at the same exact moment and it's like whoa what are we and done here? Circular yeah. all this data from yeah. all these different devices, and yeah. even us, we put the data into Google ourselves. It creates those profiles. We were talking about Netflix mm. recently and how the power of it uh, to spread propaganda, and how you have the top ten or you have the recommended stuff, and then you're always intrigued. Well, is that a true story? Is that based <laughs> on? You go search it on Google, and then articles pop up that are like, what's this show got right about racism or whatever oh, cultural topic lie. is related to it. And then those become the top search trends around that subject. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Interesting totally. to hijack it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I've stumbled across a couple of good things. I don't know. Uh, uh, Pre-search. Have you guys ever heard of pre-search yet? Um, it's just, uh, it's a, obviously a, a search engine. Uh, I think even DuckDuckGo has, in my opinion, kind of deteriorated a little bit. I agree. You know? uh, oh, yeah. But pre-search, yeah. um, it, it actually, you get cryptocurrency for using it. You get crypto for using it. Um, and oh. and it's, it's for me, it seemed like pretty wow. dynamic. Like I was doing some searches and I was like, wow, I'm kind of surprised that popped up. It's not as like visually appealing, but you can have a... a, a, a extension browser extension added on you can have it as as your default and then like using the brave browser brave browser with pre-search you're just getting crypto for all your searches and but online interactions and stuff. yeah yeah exactly so kind it's of an interesting clearly... new development well, that sounds like yeah. it almost kind of ties into the the bill gates uh patented you know oh uh, yeah how's it the go? body activity the data body activity yeah, yeah, yeah. data yeah. you know where they can... oh yeah. you just yeah. solved a, a riddle for me yeah <laughs> i was trying to figure this out mm -hmm. we had uh 
we did a little experiment. We do this weekend thing with the, an election integrity mm -hmm. activist who we know in Georgia. Yeah. And when we were trying to figure something out in real time with him, I couldn't, it was, somebody said, look up Peter Navarro's election analysis. So I Googled it and the entire first page was every mainstream outlet saying Peter Navarro's election analysis debunked oh, is yeah. crap, is dangerous, the whole thing. And our friend Garland said, look at it, look it up on Bing. So I switched to Bing, which is Microsoft, mm -hmm. and it just everything just started gushing forth. And I was like, what could this be all about? And I thought, well, maybe they're just chasing us from cage to cage. You know, mm -hmm. we can't use DuckDuckGo anymore. You can't use Google anymore. So they'll put up Bing and then you'll just get used to using that. But uh, perhaps they have a more sophisticated more valuable, you know, maybe it's a limited hangout where they just yeah. have a very valuable data collection thing and they are willing to drive all the people who care about that to them and see, kind of evaluate more of the conspiracy people because the NSA Google thing was about creating birds of a feather around mm -hmm. your psychological profile as revealed to them through your searches. Yeah. So if they were going to do that, imagine if now they kind of get a little less of that because conspiracy theorists can't go deep on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they can on Bing. That's very interesting. Can you yeah. guys still hear me? Yes, yes. yes. Looks I, like okay, my, my moving, camera but... froze up and my yep. Zoom thing is freezing up. So oh. I, I might drop off in a second and be right oh, back. back. Okay, sure. no worries. Yeah. Whatever you got to cool. do. We, yeah, we can hear you. But yeah. yeah, you are frozen on our end too. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Yes, at least it's a good pose. It's a it good looks pose. normal, right? Yeah. I mean, you could yeah, yeah. just it could let it work. It could be worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> We've all nice. had the screen frozen on us on a worse pose for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've always had the theory, too, that with, with the COVID rollout and everything we're seeing right now, that a lot of it has to do with because they have a level of our data at this point where they can kind of – you see they push these – they push the line over and over, but I think they, they have a pretty good idea each time how far they can push the line and then they push it and they let it sit for a while and then they push the line again, right? And I've, I've always said they know, they know when they push that line that people will go along with it, right? Because there's been times like if they would have said you were going to do all this at once, no one would have gone for it. If they, but if they were too slow, that people wouldn't have thought it was serious enough, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was, it's very planned and calculated and I think it's just basically they can see our data. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, and you can see when I, this is another thing. It's like, why would Tucker Carlson say true things sometimes? Well, Fox needs some credibility, but now he's like, this lockdown stuff is garbage. You know, <laughs> and what's the answer? Of course, he doesn't have to say it, but everybody knows, you know what? Let me just get a vaccine. I even think I'm like, you know, if, if my kids insist on it, what am I going to do? Like, what, what am I going to do? They're teenagers. They're going to live their entire lives in the tunnels with me. <laughs> they, they're welcome to, but I don't know. But I, I went in the early days when I was like within the first week of Snowden being out in the world, I was like, eh, eh. Mm. so I looked into it and I was reading about psychological operations. And the way they do it is they, they float a trial balloon then they assess, sure. then they can change direction or they can expand. And I'm sure you don't remember this, but I actually just found it. I think it's by accident. I stumbled upon it. I think his name was Ryan Fogel, or that was like the name that was in the news. A few months before Edward Snowden escaped to Russia, some young guy who looked very dumb in wigs and stuff, it was a really implausible story, was arrested in Russia as a spy. Mm. 
Hmm. a U.S. spy. I, he was like a week away from retirement. He was about to go home and he got caught with a box full of like big nose glasses and you know, <laughs> silly things like that. And uh, and I remember distinctly seeing that pattern emerge. And now with Snowden, who, of course, you probably know, I think is totally fake. He <laughs> is now like his backstory changed. All of a sudden there was a 10 minute interview with him in a hotel. And then there's a documentary, a full length yeah. documentary yeah, like totally. where what what the hell? I and mean, it's cool. You yeah. know, I didn't watch it. God forbid. I really can't sit through that stuff. But yeah. But I remember seeing now I see the pattern of psychological operations. You're 100 percent right. I mean, they give and take. And then now they folded in all that scenario stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So they they actually they can break one way or another, I think, probably quicker than they used to. Yeah, no, Certainly. absolutely. Oh, for sure. It's always been about that data and, and knowing. Um, but I mean, I I would ask you, Monica, I, mean, I think with with everything you know about this dialectic and what's going on, where, where's the hope lie? Where's the hope lie? That's that's I want to. I love that question, Ed. Yeah. Well, I, so I need, you we, know I needed we, to hear that. We, so we I mean we're invested in our freedom cells. We're trying to you know yes. learn our homesteading skills. We're trying to learn yes. how to to not depend on this system that we don't believe in, right? Like so, but is is that are we even being taken down the same path? So. This is actually for the first time. I'm really glad that uh, we were talking about this because I started to think more seriously about that question, the freedom cells, particularly and agorism, because yeah. I'm sure you've heard me tell the story. I will keep it very short. Like yeah. I worked for I became an anarcho capitalist. Then I got a radio show on a conservative radio station, so I had to not just be like, ah, blow it up, you know? And then I thought hard about it. It's like the Bill of Rights is worth defending and that's what I'm gonna do, sure. so I did. Then when when Obama was president, it was very easy to get people defending the Bill of Rights. But then when it switched to Trump, they were like, oh, don't be such a stickler. I'm like, okay, that, that avenue is no longer viable. So, but so what, who am I? I'm just like, meh, 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 Bill of Rights, meh, meh, meh. So what did I ever do to really seize my own liberty? Nothing. So then I thought, well, what could I do? If I'm an autonomous person, is that not self-evident? What can I do? And I happened to read Ted Kaczynski at the same time. Mm -hmm. like, ah, blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, I didn't. So I just thought, okay, I should be able to sustain myself and defend myself. Let's just say air, water, and land is something that's really not in scarcity. I should be able to work with that or keep my mouth shut. So that seemed the answer. Like that was like my new red pill just over yeah. the past year. And then I saw that article, the 2016 World Economic mm -hmm. Forum article that said it's 2030. I have no privacy. I own nothing yeah. and I'm happy. And I didn't even oh. see it the first time. You got to see well, it. It, sure. it says, it says <laughs> World Economic Forum. You'll own nothing. <laughs> six, 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 You'll be happy with the 666 right, six, six, right in the logo there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have to have that. Are you yeah. selling Churchill.org slash shirts, baby. I will tell you, a lot of cool shirts have come out of this movement. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, so I saw it later down in that article where it said, uh, we feel really bad for the people who could not embrace the technology mm -hmm. and now live on the outside. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, they're on to us. And I started to worry about it. But then I thought, they're saying that not because it feeds into their plan, but they have to prepare for it. And then I thought, you know, I was just trying to research like what do subcultures, because that's what it is, normally do under tyranny? Like, do they get folded in? Can they exist? Whatever. And I 
So I looked into historical examples and I stumbled upon, um, there was a homesteading division under FDR where they took the unemployed people and they pushed them into the rural areas and they were like partially employed. So homesteading wasn't like subsistence farming. It was where you still make a little money, but you, you can sustain yourself a lot. Well, people were up in arms. It um, reduced agricultural prices. It mm. disrupted the culture in the rural areas because they're all city people and all that stuff. And then in 1935, it got passed off to there was an executive order. And I think um, I wrote it down somewhere. The resettlement administration was established by FDR. And this is when I started to think, OK, you just have to be smart because what the resettlement thing did, first of all, it did kind of disrupt cultures and it also got people who maybe had good jobs in the city to move out anyway. And the big thing I thought is they gave people loans. Mm. They subsidized loans. And I thought, okay, if you're going to do this, make sure you've really thought it through. What if, because having a loan at zero interest, isn't good enough if you cannot pay the principal back then sure. they take your land and there's and you gave up on the city you don't even know how to work anymore in the city or they just struck maybe your part-time gig was a little zoom thing and they all of a sudden like just cut off all your access to that or property taxes cannot be paid in advance what if they want to deter property ownership and jack up property taxes 50 percent mm -hmm. there's this un stuff where I looked up Habitat One from 1976, the first time I read that the UN did not believe in private land ownership. And now there is a UN Habitat thing, but it talks about land right renewal based on race and gender considerations. So maybe they come after land. So I would just say, and I actually was happy to read, to finally figure out what the catch might be because I think they're worried and it, it is possible to stay ahead of it by being super, super smart, yeah. avoiding debt or whatever, planning it out so you're sure. If you have hard assets that equal the amount of debt you have, maybe that's a way out. Think about, I know agorism really likes to skirt laws, but what it is is you have to weigh the consequences of disobeying the laws if that's what you're going to do. Sure. So it is important to look at the laws, the laws of self-defense, the property laws, water rights, if you can collect rainwater. And I do think, I I really go back and forth on this, but I do think it's useful, if not essential, to stay aware and maybe even involved in your super local lawmaking body. And, and that's not going to work if you live in LA, like I do, mm -hmm. like that's a part of your decision-making. So I really think that it is your people are going to exist that way, but you got to be really smart about it. And you know what, that's why that kind of thing, they try to trick us into thinking that you really only use your full potential if you're an egghead, but mm -hmm. in fact, you might have to use your full potential growing eggs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that makes Certainly. me think about, the military stuff with the military people being targeted in the domestic terrorism mm -hmm. push totally. that they're going for in totally. Q uh, because they talk about the their ability to train other people and to create militias that are well-trained and uh, a force. But I think that some of that might be because of what you're saying too, Monica, they're probably more skilled at living off of the land at being able to be self-sufficient because of what they learned in the military. I know the books that I, I have gotten to learn better about how to live off the land are all military instructional documents from you know the 70s and 80s that they give to they give to people who join so that could be another way that they're kind of scratching those people out
I actually started noticing that when I used to follow the situation in Ukraine, because it's the Eastern, whatever you call them, provinces in Ukraine where they speak Russian and stuff, where those guys, I don't know what wars they were fighting or what, but, or maybe they were farmers, but they knew how to do stuff. They knew how to use weapons and everything. They're like, don't send us your people, just buy us guns, you know? And I realized then you have to really be afraid of real men, real women who know how to do stuff. And then I circled back to, I remember something Bill Clinton said, I could never find the quote, but I remember it. It was around NAFTA where he said, we want to make the United States a service economy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that is not an accident. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. that's where for we sure. ended up. You know, I read this um, really good article. Um, I'm trying to find it here, but basically it's uh, this, this famous old, I think the guy's name was Selco, I believe it or not, nothing to do with the bank, but it's like this old viral um, post about a guy who actually lived in a complete as they call SHTF, shit hits the fan situation in, <laughs> yeah. in Bosnia during the 90s, during the, the civil war there. And he said literally it was a, an entire year with no water, no food, no supplies, nothing, absolutely nothing. And it was like straight up survival situation. I could put it in the show notes here, but it's like super fascinating. It's one of the most fascinating articles this, I've ever read. Was this a, did he start at zero or did he know, he, was he a military guy? First? I don't, like, actually, I don't remember. Was he I don't think Brooklyn he had, Monica or... Yeah. I, you know, I, it sounded like it sounded like he was he was somewhat prepared, and uh, it's interesting because he tells his story, and it's it's just a few paragraphs, and then it kind of turns into this huge thread, and I guess it's turned into this since then like this big viral thing in like you know the prepper survivalist community, right? And so everyone's just asking questions like 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 you know okay, so we do all these things to prepare, so what is bullshit and what's real? Like what's real out of all this stuff? Like you know what I mean? And he said the two or the most valuable thing, the most valuable yeah. thing is alcohol believe it or not so <laughs> right he said, yeah yeah he, that, that was the easiest thing and he said that they were able to uh like break into some distillery and get a bunch stocked up and why because they were fine. it's a disinfected that or because you that, got nothing to do yeah that and uh <laughs> pretty much yeah our people are just demoralized you know and then the yeah. other thing was that uh wow that's mind-blowing yeah and he said and he said the two things that you absolutely need to survive above all else are bullets and medicine that's it so yeah, yeah and I was really fascinated about antibiotics. Yes, yeah, yeah. Demoralization is a huge part of what's mm -hmm. going on yep. in yes. America, in the so around the world scared. right now. Yes, mm -hmm. just alcohol, yeah. bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just having alcohol on and tobacco. The list. Survivalists just change. I yeah. tell you that. I'm just sure. gonna look at the grocery. But well, you need to start like, a liquor store that sells bullets. <laughs> exactly. There it is. There, there it is. Family fun It's like the worst combination. Or just said he said like have thousands of lighters. You should. Everyone should have like thousands of big lighters. Yeah, Every time you go to the yeah. store, because it's great for trading, everyone needs a big lighter. So you can always like nice. you know just have thousands of big lighters. But you know? see, that's the kind of thing that yeah. if you stockpile it, it yeah. could just blow up. Oh yeah, true. That's a good point too. So, I used to collect too. matches. I was a yeah. big smoker back in the day. Yeah. And I would just put matches in my my sister told me, Oh, you always need matches. Just always collect matches, every bar you ever go to. So I put it in oh, thing, and God. one day I opened my purse and just a just a <gasps> cloud of sulfur <laughs> oh. emerged. It was the craziest thing. Thing. I, and so after that, I was like, yes, yeah, maybe, maybe some so stuff is like flammable. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's great. But That's anyway, great. so I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I don't know where this is going to go. Like I, I, the way I read that when I first read that World Economic Forum piece was just like, you know, it was because you hear like even Elon Musk talking about how in like five, 10 years, you know, no one's going to be talking with their mouths. They're just going to be using their neural links to communicate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, He's you know, hero. just as this, <laughs> yeah. 
as this transhumanist agenda progresses, like it's been, I've heard it be described as literally like a breakaway civil or, or species, right? We will be the subspecies, those who do not take the body modifications and who do not, you know, subscribe to the smart cities and all that stuff. Like it'll literally be like, and then society and everything is going to innovate in the direction to accommodate the people who have taken the chips and the biotics and all that stuff. Aren't they know? just machines yeah. then? I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Aren't, aren't we the humans? Like, I think that with my, with my kids, like we'll, we'll, the, we'll be the ones without the vaccinations. Yeah. We'll be the ones without that like port in mm -hmm. the matrix. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, I'm a natural 100%. baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is if we don't already have that port right now. They yeah. do have the port. I mean, I'm waiting for the yeah. kids to just be like, Mom, can I get a port? Because I'm just tired of holding my phone. Oh, I'm oh, saying we might already man. be connected to that Oh, port. I don't buy that. <laughs> this is a simulation. Oh, very much so. It seems yeah. like it sometimes, yeah. for sure. Man, so, man. A psychological simulation, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, totally. the, the more stuff goes down and the more time that passes, and especially I have... You know, I have older children, but I have small children still. And I think a lot of what I experience, I feel that I'm experiencing through them, like to a huge, you know, empathic degree. And so it, the, it's, yeah. Like the little ones, like you see them living in this Yeah, world or just like how they're experiencing what's happening to them. You know, like they have no voice. They have no say. Like if I say, okay, well, I'm sorry, right. guys, we can't right. go in the grocery store unless we cover your whole face and nose and mouth. Right. To, I have you a know, son like they, Down syndrome. And it's the same thing. Like I just, I have to just tell them what to do and it does not compute fully. And it really like, one time we went through a TSA stop and this kid like lost his mind, but I, they were having a drill, but it seemed real. They didn't say this is a drill. They're just like, everybody freeze, you know? And I thought my kid was gonna run away and get shot because he couldn't just, you know, perform the rendition or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is tricky. And my teens, I feel so bad for them because it's totally unnatural. And I'm like, what we really need is to live in the woods and like dig in the ground. And well, that's what my family is working toward. We're trying to acquire we land. Yeah, we've been we've we've talked about all getting land together quite a bit. And I don't know whether or not we'll all end up on the same Where? plot or not. But I know there's a few of us that are trying to do that. And, and to me, that seems like the only way I don't want for my children, what's being set out for them. And like you mentioned with teenagers, I have, <laughs> interestingly, I have a 19-year-old daughter who just told me um, on Sunday afternoon that Saturday night was her last night at my house, and she's getting married this Friday. And, right on, and, baby. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been, I've been, I, I like, I'm children wearing the same, no, I'm wearing the same clothes. No, no, I'm wearing the same clothes two days in a row. I have new mask. I put on mascara three times a day for all the tears that cried it off. But <laughs> oh. it's not, it's, listen, it's not that she's just getting married, but she, it is that. But also, she's moving off grid to Missouri. So I have a brother and his wife. They've lived for about seven years off grid in Missouri. Fully sustainable farm, um, no electricity, no running water to the property, compost heaps, you know, they have beehives. And they went out there like he was, you know, former Marines and w left the military, saw what they did to him and was really hard red pilled. And then they moved to California, which is where we're from. But coming back, I think, and being in the California environment, he was just like, I, I see past all of this. We're, I, I don't want to live like this. This is your son-in-law from... Uh, this is my brother, my younger your brother. brother. Yeah, okay, got it. And so they they just went out there in like a little, a little trailer like made for two people with young kids. And they've just been building and they literally as a family, even with their young kids, they put fence posts in. They haven't had anybody else on their land help them in the seven years they've been out there. 
Um, I guess they had somebody come in and like put their first like uh, whatever like the, the beginnings of a log cabin, but they're building a cob cottage. But anyways, all this to say, What's so a they cob cottage. Um, so Cobb Cottage is like, <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, I, feel, I know, no, I've heard it. but like where you, I think it's like 80%, I forget what the percentage is, but 80% of everything is from the land. So you're making your own like clay walls oh, yeah. and great. you know, all that. Yeah. But, um, but so she's moving there. She's, she's getting married on Friday. Okay. So, so in less so than a week. So are we allowed to know about the baby yet or not? No, I, uh, that was my first question. She's like, mom, I need to talk to you and dad. And I'm like, are you pregnant? Obviously. So no, no, that's none of that. Yeah. But, uh, we did go buy a wedding dress today. So I was uh, crying, but, um, but anyway, so that's to say, but, it's, well, you're crying because you're going to miss her. I don't think. I don't, well, I don't know Why if I... Why are you crying, Megan? Come oh, like, several reasons, but since this will all go out on air for everyone, <laughs> I think this is like mom conversation for like later, but... Okay, okay, um, okay. But, so all that to say, I just... Did you, you know, know how the it is guy with before? Your, what's that? Did you know the guy before? Yeah, they've been together. So, yeah, okay. she's, so she's 19. They've been together since she was, I don't know what, 15 and a half. They went to high school oh, wow. together and then reconnected at, you know, the Oregon Country Fair. So it was all magic from the beginning. And then, anyways, but I think the big <laughs> thing was it happened so quick and that I'm, I feel that I'm losing her because where she's going, she can't just easily call me on the phone. There's no yeah. internet. She can't leave the property and get somewhere else. Like she's she's really isolated, and she's very extroverted, like I am, and very much like all about mm. people. And you know, all, and so t for me, anyways, all that to say, there's this thing that I've been working toward, which is I want to get my family off grid. We want to do essentially what my brother's doing, but not in Missouri and not necessarily on his property. That was offered to us, but that just you know, like personality wise, I think that's not a good blend for me. Um, but yeah, that, that sounds like a guy who. Likes to have his own scene control. Oh, big time! Uh, it's, so it's you don't want to get into that person's space. You so you get it. Person in. So you, you get it. A hundred thousand. You want to key to his place right just in case. That's it. How did he find HF. the property? Do you know? Um, you know what? I don't remember. I know it was they a different were. Time. It was yeah, a different it's. Time. I I have. Uh, I struggle sometimes with like memory that goes back a little bit far. I have a little bit of trauma that has affected what I remember how well. So I write down a lot so I can go back later, but I don't recall it easily. I do remember that they were. Uh, I don't know how they came across Cobb Cottages, but that's what they fell in love with Cobb Cottages and the ideals behind building your own home from the land with your own houses and, and being able to really craft it out, kind of I outside of the government telling you how to do it. And really just like that, I think, was was what appealed strongest to them. And then he was looking like in Oregon, which is, you know, we've been back and forth between California and Oregon. But the 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 laws, water collection, government, you know, thing, it just it just kept being, you know, red flag, red flag, yeah. closed doors. And then some, I don't even remember how he got a tip on some land in Missouri, but it was like this land with a whole bunch of plots around it out in the middle of nowhere. So they went there and bought the little, you know, their first one. And then in all the years they've been there, they've been buying up all <gasps> the plots around them. Nice. So anyways, yeah, so that's, anyways. I don't remember where I was going with all the, oh, the teenager thing. I can't believe I remembered that. Yeah, that's a miracle. So, I guess is, you haven't <laughs> hit the alcohol yet. All yeah. right. <laughs> but it is hard. It's hard. I have also my 18-year-old son has been, you know, doing online college for, you know, he wants to be an EMT. He's been wildland firefighting. Oh, and now they're great. telling him EMT. That's where the antibiotics thing comes yeah, from. Right, exactly. there you go. Or, I know. Or, yeah. Wait, I'm not interrupt. But for that, I hear you just order 
And, I, and this is just allegedly, like, I'll never do such a Horse thing. penicillin? So you just, like, like, yeah, from, like, Canada, dog. you can order, like, dog You can go on yeah, Coastal yeah. Farm and get it. Oh, okay, never mind. Then. So, yeah. Totally. I'm like, yeah, so, yeah. anyways, that's down at the end of 6th Street in Eugene. But, okay. So, <laughs> for teenagers. Allegedly. Yeah, but I, that's a hard call because um, he, he broke his nose skiing, and they wanted to, you know, to set his nose. They wanted him to have the COVID test, and that was a huge family war because I'm like, he's not fucking taking the test. Don't you go in there. Don't you. But let. you have to set his nose. And I was like, so then I started freaking out because I've been taking my little kids skiing I'm like well if something happens to one of my little kids I'm never ever allowing them to stick that up their nose like can they draw blood and check which they've already got all our blood they've got my fingerprints yeah. and every like yeah, I, I'm just too. like what what else can why the nose what are you why are we doing this but yeah. I'm just like I don't want that in there so anyways this is huge deal yeah. and so now he's like you know and my my other son his uh longtime girlfriend fiance She's going to medical school, you know, and she's nearly there. I mean, like, I'm just wondering, like, wow. where where are my teenage kids? You know, my 19-year-old, my 20-year-old, my yeah. 18-year-old. Like, they're all really, like, I raised them in, like, California Bay Area. So I raised, like, really social, yeah. like, plugged into the to the Matrix kids because I didn't know any, any different at all. No, I know, but, like, I just don't have the time or effort or energy to do it. So, like, they, they want to, one wants to be a lawyer, the other wants to be a doctor. I'm like, can't somebody, like, be a farmer? Like, <laughs> I know. People. I know. <laughs> the doctors are Someone make bullets? Yeah. Someone make alcohol? Yeah. I yeah. know. I mean, we need, so can, can somebody gather some bricks so we can, rocks yeah. from the backyard so we can build a house? Like, Come what on. are you guys? It's major true. slackers. It's true. Well, you just need to make sure he moves to your off-grid place after mm -hmm. he gets through medical school or Absolutely. EMT school. Man, well, I just, I'm worried. I just don't want them to take the, these vaccines. Not, not the COVID vaccine. Not like I'm, I, yeah. we didn't, I have a, my daughter who I just mentioned is getting married. She was vaccine injured when she was very, very I, small. So oh, really? Yeah. So I we, didn't even know about vaccines. I vaccinated my kids. Oh, but. see. Yeah. So when she got hurt, then we didn't do any more. And so now I have, you know, older kids that have had like a couple oh. sets and then we saw what yeah. happened. And then I have younger kids that have none. I have adopted yeah. children who were in, the foster care system then they definitely and so it. they got like their first set before they yeah. came home and so there's like the, i can see also all the different things that have happened like with them like physiologically you have um, a vax versus unvaxed yeah study. totally right there in right my in house, house. Yeah. yeah i know that's why i feel like they want to make sure there are no anti-vaxxers because they will have this massive multi-million person trial of uninjured people that's it totally absolutely for sure. For sure. absolutely and that's yeah. the whole point too i mean that's a whole nother rabbit hole but why they want them immunize younger and younger and younger and younger and with no control studies of people who are not you know, like you say, because they can't have it be even from a young age. Like we need to have regressive behavior. We they need to label it as anything other than what's actually happening as they, you know, commit a slow genocide well, they, against us all. They do like people. I, I'm convinced that they need people to have symptoms of stuff and they have to give you the drugs for it yeah. because yeah. so many of the little things that you know, like the older I get, the more little things go wrong. And every single solitary thing i mean i stopped going to the doctor basically but they would just give you a pill for it and then i you know it kind of work would kind of give another problem so finally i just always look to real serious research people naturalists whatever who do studies or site studies and one after another those problems are you know it's just you just feel overall better with these things like bone broth like i was having joint sure. problems bone broth you know stuff like that and it really makes a difference and it's holistically better instead of holistically injurious so i'm i'm all for that but i don't know i mean i, I just it's very hard to get kids to see that because they just believe what they're just propagandized constantly and what do you do Certainly. your kids are your little kids allowed to have 
screens. Mm. My little kids are well. So my little kids are the ones that will talk, come and talk to me about. Oh, mom, remind me again. So it's it was okay. It was the Nazis that came over, and made up the CIA, right? And we listened to David Icke in the morning <laughs> yeah, to start yeah. our days. Like <laughs> the little ones have been like I've been hard red pilling them for the yeah. last. I mean, they're they're still like hard under my influence because they're you know eight and twelve and fourteen. They don't and really have a choice. I assume you're not sending those kids out. In some no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and not on not online school either. So we don't do any of that business. Nice. But um. But anyways, yeah, so I'm sorry I lost my train of thought there. That's what happens. You're good. David Icke, David Icke in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we were talking about the the whole, well, one thing that I know we wanted to talk about was the vaccine, Mm -hmm. the kind of trialectic. Yes. This thing where (laughs) they have, I was going to say it's dialectic where they have the scarcity thing and people jumping the line and being shamed for that. But then in the news is also people who, especially all the research that Binkley brought about how they're targeting people of color to not get, uh, who are vaccine hesitant. And then, so I thought that was dialectic. Then I thought it's, there's a third piece that they are actually exploiting the anti-vaxxer thing by blaming all the problems going forward so they're going to still mm. and i think the word is rendition they're still going to have you perform those rituals like the mask mm-hmm. and the social distancing yeah. and all that stuff they're going to have a vax anti-vax apartheid so yeah, people who have gotten the vaccine are going to have privileges and rights in society that the people who haven't deservedly is going to be the thing like they have made a choice it's not like they were born that way they have made a choice to endanger all of us and therefore they need to be ostracized so the anti-vax thing they're going to use to create social conflict that's another thing Binkley found about the Q and the anti-vax thing merging I mean that is going to be a source of unrest yeah I I even from one to the next I heard that you know just a few weeks ago like apparently uh gosh I was talking to an associate somebody I know who uh was saying how they heard this uh, like there was a stadium where they were doing like mass vaccination, right? And a bunch of Q people came and and crashed the place and LA. caused a big rug. Big rug yeah, was Los that Los Angeles LA? Okay. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I, I could I could tell that he was just like spitting like MSNBC talking points at me. You know what I mean? But it was just like, and he was saying, you know, these Q people now that they lost the election, they don't know what to do with themselves. So now they're turned all anti-vaxxer and they're attacking people at vaccination clinics. And I was like, really? Oh. Basically, you totally were all over that. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that story. And it was, was it, were they even really there? It was like a lame, totally overreported nothing burger. When you read what the people who were protesting had to say, it's not anything like what the people who were portraying the protesters, they made it sound like they blocked the gate. They prevented people from going in and getting their vaccinations. And then the dude who was there was like, I don't know why they said that we blocked the gate. We were there holding signs and we yeah. were really surprised when they, they shut everything down. Cause we weren't in their way. Yeah. It's just like, it's like yeah. just make it up part of the story. The yep. news is to mm-hmm. demonize them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, it seems like this has all been happening like as planned since January 6th, right? Like since yeah. the, the insurrection, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Since, since, since then, uh, we, they've, yesterday they've, they we were talking, we're label. like, it's, it gets so exhausting having every time because I do it too every time. Yeah. You know, insurrection, yeah. in, quote insurrection, because we have to qualify <laughs> yeah, it. Because totally. Monica said they beat you down with it until you start adopting the language without even realizing it. Yeah, sometimes, for sure. I mean, sure. do you guys think that any insurrection, any real insurrectionist activity went on there? Do you think that there was Absolutely any not. real thing? No, no the unarmed no, insurrection. No, it seems no, like no it was, one was armed for. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. 
the first thing, right? Yeah, so it's a great they were band unarmed. name, Unarmed Insurrection. Unarmed Insurrection, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, on, on the other side, I mean, there was what? There was like, I've heard a million people there. There was a lot of people. And how many people actually- At least actually, 100,000. Yeah, how many people actually went inside and they were like going in the ropes and just, they, they were there for like, <laughs> yeah. for like just getting photos, right? They were just there to get their in. photos and- uh, yeah. Of themselves, they all yeah, had totally. selfie sticks. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Like, hey, this is me with the, you know, in the insurrection. There's, just, it was not. There was nothing. There was no weapons at all. And the funniest part was when my friend who was there said, "You know, we all make sure that we're on the bus by sundown. That's what we do." <laughs> so one guy, one guy, he got a little rubber bullet in the head. So we waited for him. We were about twenty minutes late for him, and the other kid got arrested. But it was not really for anything. So they let him go. We can. We were out of there by like five twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's great. That's well, great. and I feel like if it had been real, they probably wouldn't have gone where they went. We'd be at Bill Gates' house. We'd be at Google headquarters. We'd be, at, you know, there's, <laughs> there's other places that I think that people would go if they were actually looking to overthrow something. And it certainly wouldn't have been there. I can think of a few addresses. I know a couple, but maybe and, and it wouldn't have been on. It would have been on any other day of the year except for that day, right. yeah. which was the last chance to actually scrutinize the election mm -hmm. for the guy that they were there in support of. Yeah. Yep. They, they wanted to, they wanted it to be challenged and then they stopped it before it went all the way through <laughs> yeah. the challenge. So, so they true. sabotaged. It was just really stupid, the whole story. And the New York Times article that would, drew all these circles around picture, around people's faces, kind of like a terrorist group and drew yeah. all these lines to them. So this is a, the leader, this is the other leader, these are the underlings and <laughs> made it look like this horrible set of terrorists. And then you read deep down in the article and it said that text messages where they got text messages because they worked with AT&T and they confiscated mm -hmm. text messages through the FBI for a bunch of these guys that were there. And it said, well, the text message of the one dude said that they didn't bring any guns to the Capitol because of local laws. And I'm like, oh, the insurrectionists didn't bring guns because they were following the law? Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point, though, about the text messages, because today's story in the news was, and it seemed like a complete crock from beginning to end, was that they the testimony on the Hill was, well, the big problem, and this was so 9-11, the big problem is that we couldn't coordinate intel, and there's a chain of command problem, and there's different sections of government, and there are rules, and we just, and so if you're saying they're coordinating with AT&T or text messages, I mean, text messages there is they're going to say there isn't and i guess there shouldn't be but there is certainly an expectation of privacy with a text message unlike like snapchat Absolutely. or twitter dms like you think dm but that's stupid you shouldn't think that that but the text message yeah Absolutely. yeah they got the text message i think it was through at&t i know they got data from at&t that was tracking the movement of all of the people within a certain range and I believe they got text messages. I need to fact check that for sure. They did get the text messages though. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. But I think now they're going to try to make it even broader. They're totally going to try to increase the surveillance over this. Obviously, it goes without yeah. saying. Well, they're expanding from the people that were just there now, and they're trying to get people that are tangentially related to to this event now. They're trying. I mean, they're spreading. I mean, this is. I mean, we saw when it happened that that this was to put us all in a bucket, right? This was the, the, the domestic terrorism bucket, right? So, mm -hmm. Well, plus but, anyone yeah. we know that was there say that, that, yeah, everything that was reported, anyone that was on the ground and right yeah. there, anywhere, yeah, right. It's, it's all garbage. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, we all know yeah. that, but it's just- That's what I think everywhere. But a lot of, you know, a lot of the more prominent people who 
are in defense of the peaceful protesters on January 6th will say they're all being painted with a bad brush because of the stupid activities of a few people. And it's like, but it wasn't mm. stupid activities of a few people. It was agents provocateur. Yeah, totally, totally. Who set the whole thing up. I don't think there was a single, I, I really don't think there, I mean, like there are people who can't think straight. There are people who have like extremely low IQs that you could probably bring there and exploit. But like sure. short of that, yeah. I mean, I don't even think they got like that mob thing going where people, right. my friends mm. said they just opened the gate. Yep. That's yeah, what totally, my, yep, totally. my good friend said the same thing. We saw thing. the video, right? Yep. We saw she videos showed me of a picture. Yeah. She said, I brought Jesus to the top of the stairs because a lot of the people were right to lifers. Yeah. I brought yeah. Jesus. This is me and Jesus. So it was her and her friend and a giant crucifix. <laughs> and she said, they opened the gate. So we went to the top of the hill, the top of the stairs so we could look around, you know, at the crowd. Yep. And we had a friend take a picture. So they took a picture of her. She said, see, you can see the doors open in the back. So yeah, the and doors in the Capitol were open in the back, right behind her. She they sent a memo out. They literally sent a memo out that said, leave the doors unlocked when you leave the building. And this memo ended up on wow. social media. So everybody there knew the doors were unlocked because they told them to leave the doors unlocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear, like it's pretty cut and dry, like all the news outlets, all the politicians, they all had their script, right? And they stuck to it, even though it didn't go off nearly as big as they as they thought they were, they were counting on the mob mentality to take over, they were counting on, you know, the, the people to just go off the hinges and, and yeah, possibly commit some something that could potentially have been worse than uh, Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> Pearl but, Harbor. Literally but, every single yes. time we talk about what yeah. happened there, every yeah. single time it comes up, I start hearing that crazy circus music playing yeah. like really high pitched and really do, fast do, in the back. I'm like, do, 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 do. like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's such clown world. Yeah. We've played that song on our show before. We use it as background music, but we get a copyright strike every time. So it's just like, whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll just, do, 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 always do, 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 playing in my oh, head when we're talking about anything that's song. happening in the world. We'll have to get JJ Boogie to throw you a little music that <laughs> doesn't have a capital sound right there you I go guess. but uh uh so anyway you know that just brings up the point too like um it's such an interesting little trap like rock in a hard place that we find ourselves in now because like you know part of the main problem i think that we've been in this whole time is just the fact that we've stood down right that without you know there's that argument to be made that q and in the whole purpose of it was just like a pacification thing to keep everybody just trusting the plan, sitting at home, like not doing anything. You know, we go to a lots of lockdown or uh, anti-lockdown rallies and it's just like, there's just nobody there. There's like 50 people. It's like, dude, there should be 20,000 people here right now at the Capitol and here in Oregon. It's just like, it never happens. Right. So we've been told to stand down, but it's like, uh, you know, not, but, but now it seems like if we were to go out and do any sort of public demonstration, we're just setting ourselves up because they've got, all the chessboard set up perfectly one yeah, move away totally. from a checkmate of just some massive like yeah. false flag operation and then brings the whole yeah. house yep. down you know For sure in a this show we did the other day on rockfin they want these were former cia agents and people worked for the department of defense talking at the council on foreign relations about what to do after in the wake of the january 6th insurrection oh, and they talk gleefully about how the CIA uses black propaganda operations to infiltrate QAnon and create paranoia and turn them against each other mm -hmm. and then just kind of see what happens. And they're, they're excitedly waiting to see what happens on March 4th when this happens so they can collect all the data about how mm -hmm. they react to it. No, absolutely. I, I want to go back, though. I think it's it was before that. I think the hope was Ron Paul and mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, some people make valid points that maybe he was controlled opposition. I think they're not great. I've been, I've been mulling that over for many, many years. And I, I just, I'm not there. And I usually get there if there's a there there, which I hate. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I think that what happened was Ron Paul came out and he was completely right. He, what he said was absolutely consistent with the American founding and with Christian values, which is what most of these people think they want. And I had a radio show during the time, so I had callers during the time that he was running for president. And I'm telling you, just like I said, when they moved from Obama to Trump, <clears throat> their ideals changed. They allowed themselves to be kind of just lazily intellectually influenced to think that Ron Paul was dangerous because the Republicans had already, since the 80s, started this thing where they convinced them that unjust war was just that you could go into sure. somebody else's place. So then they would say, because they were convinced of this, they had to have convinced themselves that they were in danger from people who lived in tents, tens of, you know, 5,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. And then, so they would call in the show and say, you're crazy. Ron Paul's crazy, which is just and ridiculous because yeah. he was the most lucid person out there but they would say his foreign policy is dangerous that we'll all get i don't know what nuked mm -hmm. like what did they think mm -hmm. was going to happen to us so then they did that so they allowed <clears throat> him to get robbed of iowa and maine and all the things that gave him the kind of momentum that it would take for an actual grassroots guy to get they let the media do it on the left and right people just sat back and wanted Mitt effing Romney. Okay. God. So that continued to piss people off. Then they take that energy and they empty it of content and they give you Trump. And who told us I wanted to go march on July 4th and just, and people are like, well, what are you marching on DC for? It's a local problem. Like it's not really a local problem when they're putting out $4 trillion deficits yeah, to subsidize sure. blue states. I live in a blue state. Let sure. them cut us off. Please don't do this. Why is Trump signing these things? Did Trump say, come give me support. I don't want to sign this thing. Let's show them. We've got 4 million strong. If Hillary was there, I really think there would have been 4 million people with long guns in the Capitol, mm -hmm. but there weren't. And I feel like that, was Trump. So now they had all that time. This goes back to what Ed was saying in the very beginning of our conversation, where they they get ahead of this stuff. So they've they've gotten all the way to where they had the Q stuff in place. Now they they yeah. they say that this stuff was all a Trump phenomenon. The Oath Keepers was established in 2009. Yeah. So it's not, but they put it in there. They've been controlling it the entire time. And when the Boogaloo Boys started, the Proud Boys and stuff, I was like, you guys are like calling for the Boog and stuff. It's not time for that. That seems aggressive and you just don't have enough people for that. Ron Paul had the right idea and it didn't work at all. And I, and that's where I think we are to blame. Not because we didn't go. I mean, I think it was too late. I wanted to go mm -hmm. to DC on July sure. 4th, but it was too late. There was absolutely no momentum because Trump didn't tell them to. Wow. Absolutely. Sorry. Is that bad? Is that no. black? No. Is that no, black no, 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 we're still, we're still in the red zone. Yeah, certainly. I'm letting it process and sink yeah. in. I like to be yeah. pink pilled. I like the red pill and some white pill. Yeah. People who talk about JFK and people who talk about 9-11, they're calling them QAnon conspiracy theorists too. Yeah. Oh, as though that's a new thing. Yeah. 
Well, it's just the, the Lincoln. Yeah. You question the Lincoln assassination. You're QAnon guy. It's everything they throw in the QAnon bucket. Green, the 9-11 thing, but the 9-11 conspiracy was a Democrat conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they were right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They were all on board with Alex Jones back when he was talking about 9-11, right? <laughs> they were right. It's true. Totally. Yep, yep, yep. Man. Well the, well, the sheep will be swayed by everyone being lumped under one category. That's what moves the masses, and so that's all they really have to do. Well, uh, maybe that goes back to why agorism is really the answer and what we were saying about people sure. being able to do stuff and understand where the rubber hits the road, the more and more. And this really makes me nervous because it's everything has to have a thread of truth for it to to be to catch on. So like it's a Marx thing. But the idea is that you're so disconnected from your own labor, from reality, from how your hands move the dirt to get you where you need to be that you you're just really you feel helpless it's like a it's like trust fund babies i've known a couple of trust fund babies and if they don't really have a ton of money enough for coke and whores and stuff they're like a little paranoid you know what i mean they're just like well i have to they're like cheaper than people who just work i'm like well i don't really care about spending all my money because unless i'm actually crippled i'm gonna be able to waitress like i knew a waitress who was 88 i'm like so i got till i'm 88 to start worrying about it <laughs> yeah. And, wow. yeah and you know and that's yeah. what i feel like when you really feel when you don't understand how really to feed yourself or and and you care about it so you could also say like my mother I don't really care if I get it, you know, that thing, that disease, because I'm just waiting for Jesus anyway. So what difference does it make? So if you didn't care about, you know, if you weren't worried, if you were in fear, if you were both fearful and disempowered, like that's why I think yeah. we are so weak. Yeah, not, not well, that's why I'm so weak. I guess like you with the, obviously you can feed yourself. You can feed like 10 other people. I can't do any of that, but I, I recognize that power. Absolutely. You know, and then, you know, we're trying to make moves towards that, you know, like, like it was actually ironic, you know, your guys' friend, our friend, Adam, right? Deborah gets red filled. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that introduced us to the freedom cells yeah. thing, you know, and he's like, Hey, back when he was just a listener of our show. Right. And he's just like, Hey, you guys should check out uh freedom cells. So that's what we've been doing. We've been building, we built, there was none in our, in our area. So we started our own and we've been getting all, kind, Oh, really? yeah, we've got this huge, like we've been doing meetups every other week. Um, just all people of all kinds of Do you of live near, I mean, I, maybe I don't want to ask, no, you're but good. like, are, could you be in his freedom cell? Yeah. So we were driving up to Portland because we're in Eugene, it's like two hours south. Right. So we were driving up to Portland to go to the first couple ones that kind of inspired us. And we wanted to just, and so we started our own down here and, uh, you know, it's been just taking off and it's just people from all different backgrounds, you know, people like I've been getting into the whole crypto thing. Like I had no idea. I had no idea. And I've just been learning and learning, learning, learning. Um, you know, there's, there's people called, uh, the gleaners, the all see gleaners, man. There's such amazing people. That? I didn't exactly, even know, what, I didn't even know what amazing. gleaning is, but yeah. basically Dude, it's, it's entry. Yeah. It's, uh, basically they just get food donated to them. They get, they get massive, massive amounts of food donated to them and they don't even know what to do with it all. And so <laughs> wow, what it is, really? what it is, is it's, uh, just pr preserving, just finding ways to preserve all this, all the food that they're getting, you know what I mean? And so it's like they're getting volunteers and, and they say, hey, if you come help us out, we'll give you like a year's worth of food. You know, it's yep. insane. Like, and, and they've been showing up to all the uh, little events with like literally like a truck full of food and just handing yeah. them out. Yeah. And Is that and only in your area? Or I don't think so. A, Look up gleaning. Like, it's just, it's, like, it's like a thing. It's a thing. But they did yeah. say, you know, gleaning. they don't always have this much food. Yeah, totally. It has to do with because of 
how the lockdown has affected yeah. everything. There's all this excess amount of food for right. some like, reason that they have to get rid of. But right it's now. kind of amazing what these folks do. And I don't know if this is true of everybody, but they have like I haven't been out there yet. But it sounds like they have a big farm out there, yeah. and like they, they will like I don't I can't. I will put seeds in the ground. The chances of them sprout, doing much beyond sprouting is I don't have a green thumb. I'm just yeah. not good at it. I barely, I can't change the tire on my car. I'm just going to say I grew up in a California girl, okay? It was, yeah. you know, very, very uh, overtaken care of maybe now. Now that I'm looking at the world, I'm like, oh, shit, I can't change my fucking tire. So, yeah. like, <laughs> um, but other than that, um, but they'll show you how to do stuff like canning yeah. and how to. Yeah, they're doing they're doing seminars. And that's a big part of the whole freedom cell yeah. thing is, like, just doing, like, little classes. Like, yeah, people show certainly. up with a certain expertise and they're like, okay, so let's do a class on, on the, whatever that is. You know, I've been to, like, a, like a little farm tour. Um, you know, like just today, it's funny on our little group chat channel, um, there's, they had some volunteers out at the Gleaner place and they're like, Hey guys, we're just washing out buckets. You know what I mean? And I'm like sitting in my windowless office and I'm like, God, I want to be out washing buckets. Right <laughs> 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 you know, I'm not even joking. Not even joking. So no, I'm absolutely <laughs> it's, 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 it's powerful stuff. You know, I just, we always talk about it, but just encourage anybody. Like if, if, if you're feeling disconnected, if you don't know, uh, if there's people like you around there, just go to freedomcells.org and look for one. And if there isn't one, start one. And, and that's the thing that's even almost more as important as as the skills based mm -hmm. is just I mean, and the reason our podcast started was is because how we started feeling crazy. COVID hit, and we're going, "What the hell is going on?" The whole world just was hook, line, and sinker bought into this thing that I I could tell was a psyop right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was like, "This is this is not real. This is this this is agenda. Right. This is agenda." Yeah. So I'm calling Scott on my lunch breaks and going like, "What the hell, man?" Like everybody around me is like talking about masks and, you know, all this stuff and like vaccines are already being talked about. And, you know, and, and you think you can joke about it and everybody sees it and then they're just like, take a step back. And totally. Like, oh, my gosh. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you believe this shit? Yeah. Talk about the podcast connecting. I saw a chick wearing an impeach Newsom shirt in my neighborhood <laughs> yeah. and I mentioned it on the podcast. And she DM'd me on Twitter oh, and was right. like, I was listening to your podcast. I was like, come on. She's like, I live right near you. Oh, so oh cool. my that's gosh. Great. I so know. Cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's have coffee. Let's grow coffee together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Let's grow coffee. Yeah. That's exactly it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know they got a lot of freedom cells down in LA too. Like, like it's, um, well, Adam was saying like, yeah. I doubt there's any. in. I think, I think, I, I think I saw like, it. well, it can't be none. Star <laughs> one, star one. It's, it's been powerful. I know, totally. Like, you know, I know like Derek bros and John Bush, they've been doing like the circuit going on a lot of shows like Corbett. Like I know people are going to that site to look yeah. to see if there's stuff and then numbers are growing. Like they have the number posted right on the site. Like it's a, uh, it's a, it's like a hub. People are coming from all over the world. You know what they might should like when we're talking about again, when we started talking about like, what's the white pill, where's the hope? Yeah. And my idea is that you really got to think, you got to think ahead, you got to worry about the laws and the money. Sure. So if they're going to tax you, if you're going to borrow money, like be careful about that, yeah. even a mortgage on your house, and then the laws. So to the extent that there are lawyers who are willing to even just give good advice, that would be a really, I think, an essential part of the <clears throat> of the smart alternative future. And I think, and, and I do like like the car and bird, the um, timeline earth guys say like, this is the best possible time to be an autonomous individual because of 3D yeah. printing. And he's oh, like, wow, don't yeah. just yeah, buy a chicken, buy a 3D printer. And I think, 
I'm really getting more hopeful, especially as I start talking to people, as I'm open to the idea that they are going to have to tolerate this subculture and they're going to have to malign it so they don't lose too many people to it. And maybe they want to exploit it because they are going to need somebody. Maybe they think of it as like a flywheel. I'm not sure that's the right word, but just like as a, as a maybe they think it's like the question of whether you should destroy the smallpox vaccine or not. Well, what if someday we need to study it for something to happen? It's like, okay, maybe you don't want to destroy every heirloom scene. Maybe you can get a bunch of hippies to live on the fringes just in case. And then if we need it, we'll go steal them. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? But they'll let you Let's exist. put them in the seed vault. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah, they yeah. do have, and we're not getting to that, but yeah. maybe, you know, maybe they need to keep a little bit of the, maybe the meat people instead of the chip people are going to, maybe they're going to be a reserve of like genetic material. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe they feel like they're going to be an island. I don't oh. know, but it, it, they're preparing to allow that the outlanders. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't mind being, sure. you know, a reserve of naturally occurring genetic material. Right? <laughs> wow. If, if we can kick that can a little bit. Love that. I saw that. Seed Vault in some TV, sci-fi TV show recently. Was that a reference to a show? No, they, no, had, they actually have one. Uh, yeah, no, it's have, real, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. saw that recently. I'm trying know. to remember where it was from. I don't know. I can't. I think they save all the seeds. And oh, well, the, so they have the to seed vault. Some. The seed vault, I... Uh, well, the seed vault there, there really is a seed vault. It's, it's uh, Charlie Robinson was just talking about it on one of his recent episodes and it's, um, it, it's, I think it's in like Switzerland or something like that. It's like up on a mountain and it's, it's sealed. Like it's in like, you know, has to be Switzerland, Switzerland. 30 below and like, you yeah. know, it's, you and can't get in there. Mountains. It's like, but it's like, it's the elites seed vault yeah, that we yeah. can't, right. we don't because have access to because they, they know what they're doing to our world. Before before everything gets corrupted by the GMO stuff yeah. because it yeah. cross pollinates and then you don't have that original stuff. Mm -hmm. like totally. Switzerland's where it would be. But my husband asked me once, where was the bottom of the rabbit hole? And I said, it has to be at the top of a mountain in Switzerland. Yeah, totally. Whoa, to oh, totally, yeah. totally. Man, wow. <laughs> beneath love... the ice in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah totally. That's where the aliens live, yeah. <laughs> yep. oh. or that's, that's, there's another realm under there, isn't there? That's it. Yeah, I, so. I think that's the portal to the hollow earth. Yeah, totally. Exactly, wow. exactly man. Wow. That's out of my <laughs> yeah, know, mine too. Mine too. I've, I've, heard, I've heard some homework if you want theories. me to get freaky. Yeah, totally. <laughs> In my head, rabbit portals were opening like really vastly. I'm like, where is this about to go? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. We found ourselves in some interesting places, that's for sure. For Simulation sure. Yep. malfunctioning. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Well, shoot, guys. Holy crap. This has been such an awesome, awesome conversation, man. Yeah, I love Thank you guys this. so much this. for coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what? That was really yeah. great. What pacing? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, please. Yeah, Scott, I got to say, Scott, yeah. you yeah. look like a young Fred Willard. Fred Willard? Okay, oh okay. God. I know Fred Willard. He's quite handsome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fred that's Willard. funny. Fred, isn't he the guy great that's comedian. on like, uh, yeah, he's on like... Uh, uh, Anchorman, he's the boss on Anchorman. He's he can on... bench press like. Oh, is that? I'm, maybe I'm picturing somebody else. <laughs> no, don't you remember from Best in Show? Best in Show, oh, like, like, yeah, yeah, like Best yeah. in Show and like and Waiting for Guffman and all those shows. Yep. Right? I obviously yeah, yeah. need to watch yeah. some shows. Yeah, you haven't seen oh, Waiting for Guffman, dude. No, oh, Christopher Guest movie. Christopher Guest movie. Just watch them. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Right on. Well, please, please, please tell everybody how they can find you guys, how they can support you guys. Well, I'll tell you the prop stuff and Binkley will hit Rockfin, which is like my favorite. Heck yeah. But Ours you too. Can, you can, we're like moving to private servers and everything eventually sure. for when we're kicked off everything. Mm -hmm. So the proprepport.com is a 
great place to go and register your email address so that we can reach out to you when we disappear, which has happened like numerous times. Yeah, but if you that. want to hear our show, The Propaganda Report, it's on your favorite podcasting platform right now, 30 minutes free every day, The Drive Time News Blast, that's that show. And we bring you the news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. And then we also do deeper dives uh, or we do a patron Q&A and we do um, 15 extra minutes for patrons. You can do that at patreon.com slash propaganda report. And then we do interviews every other week with, we try to get experts, subject matter experts, but just to shake it up a little bit, but the flagship is that news because nobody's sure. really doing it. It's very yeah. hard to get it out every day. And it's so you don't have to listen to the radio. So when your mother-in-law mm -hmm. starts telling you about how cute people stop the vaccinations at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> you can be like, I know all about that. Yep. And that's not what happened. Yep, no. exactly. Yeah, wow. I, I love what you guys are doing and yep. I, for that reason, because I can't stand to listen to the real radio or TV. Mm. So well, yeah, I want to know what's going was, on. Right. They were grooming me for a weekly show, a daily yeah. show. Like they only had that. And I had this great old school program director and he just taught me all this stuff. He like taught me how to do it. And then the day he retired, I was shit canned and I was like, okay, so let's just, you know, Binkley and I had been kind of waiting and we said, let's just do it. Yeah. So we, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, now you can talk about Boston yeah. bombing all you want. That's awesome. Right? Well, we yeah. saw it coming. We did start the drive time news last <laughs> before that happened, but we saw it coming. We were yeah, just yeah. like, forget it. It's sure, how yeah. long could this possibly last? Like yep. the station got sold, but, but the Rockfin stuff I think is where we really blow people's mm -hmm. minds. Mm -hmm. And we do uh, video deep dives on Rockfin where we deconstruct panel discussions from CFR Brookings Institute, Chatham House, Council on Foreign, I already said Council on Foreign Relations, but all of these World Economic tanks, Forum. It's yes. Yeah, World Economic Forum. They get together and, you know, put their fingers together and laugh maniacally and <laughs> try and uh, plan to control and shape the world. And we, they, they really say some revealing things in those videos, but they don't get a lot of views because the, the, the Council on Foreign, like the panel discussion videos themselves, because they're so long and they're so tedious that I, a lot of people just don't watch them, but they don't know they're there. So we bring them out and try to pull out the good parts of them and talk about them. You were talking two years before uh, when you saw the the psyops guy, the now called info ops guys, say that the 2020 election was going to be the big tripwire. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it sure was. <laughs> but let's <clears throat> because this is a swap cast. People well, who listen to us are going to want to listen oh, to yeah, you, yeah. so you do the same. Okay, yeah, well, okay, so we are also on Rockfin, uh, rockfin.com, Truzilla. Um, all of our shows are up there for free. We've been doing these little things called the Truzilla Reconciliation Commission uh, every now and then. <laughs> uh, as a premium episode. Uh, also just launched our Patreon, so we have we had our first Patreon subscriber, Aaron, Aaron M. Woohoo! Shout out, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, great. so that, and uh, so we're, we're making moves. We're having fun. But otherwise, you're, you're on all your favorite pop, pod, uh, podcast platforms as well and on PooTube for the time being. We'll see how long that On what tube? PooTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Good old YouTube. So, anyway. What is the conciliation? Truth conciliation? Reconciliation. Truth reconciliation. Oh, I don't know. We just we just have fun with it. We just do like just a little premium bonus episode. Well, it was based off the, you know, after. Yeah, the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions, right? Which is where they round up all the dissidents and choose their, you know what I mean? So, it's the Truthzilla Reconciliation Commission. Yeah, so anyway. Just a play on words, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the stuff we get into that you can't really like say on YouTube maybe 
little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah, there you for go. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just on this note, if you guys ever want to coordinate on some Rockfin exclusive content, I think yeah. that would, oh, be, that would yes. be fire. Yes. And Patreon yeah. too. So yeah, we certainly. have live streams and we're, we're starting to do that for both Rockfin and Patreon. So yeah, that's great. I'm yes. completely yes. down with that. Awesome. Definitely. Sweet. Definitely. Yeah, it's great. You guys got great energy. I love it. Oh, great energy and for sure. Ideas and research and experience. It's really fun. And I was just so, I really tried really, really hard not to talk over people and interrupt because I thought like five people is hard to manage, but you guys are clearly masters at this. Oh, look yeah. at that. Look wow. That. Well, you did fabulously and we talk over each other and I inadvertently yeah. I mean, I end up talking over, especially if Mel K and I get taught. Well, we're it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. You know, so yeah. that's okay. And, I, and but... I just get to take the night off during yeah, the Mel totally, episodes. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I take some credit when we met Mel. I was like, we have to get her on because her and Megan, I can just see it. I could see the future on that <laughs> yeah. one, right? Yeah. So. But we love all of that. So. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so guys, much. We really so appreciate very it. Much. Such a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah. We Peace. will talk to you soon. Amazing. Yeah. Thank Woo. you, guys. Peace. That was what? awesome. They were so awesome. I love I love their energy. Like they just said that about us, but like well, I love yeah. their energy, right? Yeah. Like they're such a good they're dynamic. So awesome. Totally. totally. Again, Another great dynamic. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and, and I love how they kind of like question everything like both sides cuz like, you know, for I have to say, like I'm, I don't always go question mm -hmm. both sides, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's good, to, it's refreshing. Yeah, they yeah. always have that perspective where it's like they don't, they're not buying any of it. They're not yeah. buying yeah. any of it. It's and all I love bullshit. that, dude. I really <laughs> like that. Love totally. that, dude. They, that I always did, reminds me. I have to go back and read the Ted Kaczynski thing now. Oh, it's uh, it's called. Um, I, I have it. I have it in my notes. It's, uh, what is it? Hold on, don't say it. Industrial society, industrial society, and its future. And its future. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. It's a great read. <laughs> at least the first two pages, thirty-five pages. Yeah, it's at least, short. At least the first ten pages are great. I don't know. Anyway, highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I just want to take a quick moment. Just shout out all of our lovely people out there in listener land. You know, we we've got you, some awesome people. people who've actually contributed to the show and really helped this thing move along. You know, we're we're still in the humble beginnings phase, and we really, really appreciate it. You know, we got Valroy. On truthville.org, there's a little PayPal button's been donating, and I really appreciate that. That's Definitely. so badass. Thank you so much. Um, Aaron M., I know we just mentioned you in the show. Just gave you another shout-out, dude. Our first, he will, he is and always will be the first Patreon subscriber, right? Thank so, you, Aaron. So, Aaron, dude, awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, Rockfin, we got a whole bunch of subscribers, but we have four people who, four illustrious people who have actually, you know, contributed and bought the, the monthly plan. Wow. And we really appreciate your support as well. You know what I mean? Brandy. Brandy, thank you so much. Robert. Robert, you know I love you, dude. Yes. Uh, Larry, big Larry. Larry. Yes. Larry, woo. Dude, Larry, Larry's the man, I got to say. Um, and then Cody, our buddy Cody, dude. Thank you guys so much. And then I know uh, Zoe just bought some shirts. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, you, Zoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all you guys, thank you for helping the truth train chug along. So badass. So badass. So, so badass. Anyway. Well, as always, we appreciate all of your encouragement, all of your support for sitting in with us, for checking into these matters on your own. Please always do that. Um, please go find Monica Perez and Brad Binkley at the Propaganda Report. What's yep. the, the daily? Remind me. Drive Time News Blast. Drive Time News Blast. DNB. Definitely. And then she was saying go to propreport.com and yeah. you can register your email so you don't miss out on anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. please do that. Please come and find us. Do yes. you get to see the shirt thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So truezilla.org slash shirts. If you get if you enter promo code truth, you get ten dollars off your order, dude. And you can get a six shirt like this. Oh yeah, look, Ed's got it right here. So World Economic Forum with their six 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 that is already in their logo. We made it stand out a little bit more, obviously. And you will own nothing and you will be happy. So happy. Yeah, life after the great reset. Peace.
Oh, oh, look at the back. What do you got on the back there? Oh, oh. oh he's got a Trusilla logo There's on the back. Logo. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to break my back. But. You got to have the Trusilla logo. Yep, so. Bam. Bam. Wow. All right. So, everybody, thank you again so very much. We appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for uh, all of the love. We definitely uh, put it to, to good use and fill our spirits with it. So, I am Megan, sitting here with Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 p